Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on such an urgent and important segment of our program, Watch Therefore. Let's start off with a word of prayer as we're going to transition in our series from covenant to Bible prophecy. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear, and thank you for choosing us to be here in this generation where these prophetic events are leaping off the pages of your word. Oh, prepare us, prepare our hearts to live through these times and to watch therefore and be ready. Bless all of our viewers today, please. Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. We began to look at a passage in Isaiah as we shift into Bible prophecy, knowing and remembering that the Lord is keeping covenant with his people, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He changed Jacob's name to Israel, and he's keeping the seven promises of the Abraham covenant. Of course, Messiah Jesus has already begun to fulfill these things when he died on the cross and he rose again, and he's going to continue to fulfill his promises to his people, the Jewish people, Ultimately, he received Messiah Jesus as Lord, yet prophetic events are leaping off the pages where he promised to bring the Jewish people from the nations unbelieving back into Israel. We saw that last week in Ezekiel chapter 36, and we're going to touch on Ezekiel 36 today as well. That's the Abraham covenant. Also, the Moses covenant. We saw in the Moses covenant that children of Israel would be cast out of the land as they forsook the law of Moses, but that the Lord would bring them back, as I mentioned a moment ago. And the David covenant, where a son of David will sit on the throne of David, we might touch on that a little bit today as well. And I read a passage, uh, the first part of this passage, in Isaiah 66, verse 8, but we're going to continue on to the next verse. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. So we talked about, and I'm going to continue to, to discuss this, how the earth gave physical birth to the nation of Israel in one day in May in 1948. Well, how did the earth give birth? Through the shaking of World Wars I and II. It's been said that World War I prepared the land of Israel for the people, and that World War II prepared the people of Israel for the land. You see, in the late 1800s leading up to World War I and then through World War I, 
the Jewish people were trickling in from Eastern Europe mostly, uh, but trickling into the land of Israel. And there was infrastructure being built. There's what's called the Histadrut movement, which pertains to social services, industry, roads, and so on. And so that movement began to provide an infrastructure for the people of Israel. And then from the ashes of the Holocaust, the Lord physically and the earth physically gave birth to Israel. And, and having that in our consideration, then look at the next verse. The Lord, who's doing all these things, said, Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I, who cause delivery, shut up the womb, says your God? Oh, hallelujah. He says, I'm not going to leave them just physically birthed, but then dying and going to hell. They're going to get the new birth as well. And as we think about that, we're going to post up here part of Ezekiel 36 that I discussed last week, where the Lord says He will bring the Jewish people back from the nations of the world and then sprinkle clean water on them and then put His Spirit within them and then give them the new birth. So through the events of World Wars I and II, we see this shaking of the whole world, bringing the Jewish people back to the land of Israel, unbelieving, and how much more will the world shake, bringing them to a spiritual birth? Oh, a whole lot more. And that's what the world has been experiencing and is going to experience through what Messiah Jesus called, for example, in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and other places he called the birth pangs. The birth pangs. And, and what we're going to do is pick up in, in Matthew chapter 23, as the Lord is proclaiming judgment on Jerusalem, which took place in the first in early 2nd centuries, uh, Jerusalem 70 A.D., and then 132 to 135 A.D. in the north where uh, the Jewish people were slaughtered, taken into slavery finally, and, um, and Israel was named Philistinia, which in English is Palestine, by the Roman Emperor Hadrian, and lied dormant for all these years until now in these incredible times and, and prophetic events that I'm talking about here. And so anyhow, we're going to pick up where the Lord speaks of the beginning judgment and then the prophetic events as we leap forward thousands of years into our generation. Oh, God, help us understand these things. He says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks and under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house, the temple, has left you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Baruch Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to him, said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And I've discussed before that this is exactly what happened some 40 years later when the Romans came in and tore down the temple and set it on fire and the gold began to melt between these, the tonnage of all these big, these big ancient stones. The, the Romans pulled the stones one down off of another to get to the gold that it had melted between them. You see the prophetic word, the prophetic word. We, we do well to heed the prophetic word of the Lord. It's pinpoint accuracy. And so the disciples ask Messiah Jesus these questions pertaining to these end time events. And there's something of a David covenant we need to understand. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? When 
will you, the son of David, come sit on the throne of David. You see, if you don't understand covenant, you'll lose something here. Remember blind Bartimaeus, who cried out, Oh, Yeshua, Jehovah saves, Yeshua, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Remember, he was coming into Jerusalem. Many thought to take the throne of David then, but he was coming to die for our sins. And they were yelling out, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us, save us. They were crying out to him, the Jewish people were. And they called him in those scriptures, and at that time, the son of David. And so with that understanding, it makes sense that these Jewish disciples will be asking him, when will you come at the end of this age and set on the throne of David? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. What's he saying? He's saying it's going to look like the end of this age, but it's not going to be. And all these horrible things are going to happen. And I told you what happened with Jerusalem, and then with the Jewish people, and then with each century, it looked like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh, this has got to be it. And there was even people who scoff and say, well, people have been saying that, you know, all, all this time, you know, and, and Jesus still hasn't come back yet. It's because we, under, we need to understand Bible prophecy. He said, there's something that's going to change, though, and shift things for our understanding that we can know and discern this is the generation that will see all these things come to pass. And this king returned to sit on his throne. He says, for kingdom, excuse me, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom is an ancient Jewish colloquialism for world war. For world war. What have I been discussing? Isaiah chapter 9. The earth giving birth to the physical birth to Israel. That's what Messiah Jesus is speaking of when he says, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This is it, folks. And there will be famines. It's not that these things haven't happened down through time, but them happening together with the physical rebirth of the nation of Israel has never happened before. Well, uh, this, this could have happened 500. People said this 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago. There was no Israel 500, 1,000 years ago. But now there's more hungry people on the planet than there were almost were people on the planet 200 years ago. Pestilences, these crazy diseases that are spreading around the earth today like never before, working in conjunction with Israel becoming a nation and the world wars, and the famines, and then the earthquakes in various places like never before. I've talked about this. I'm running out of time on this segment, but realize this, that ring of fire that's shaking the earth with earthquakes and tsunamis now like never before. All these are the beginning of what? Sorrows, which is an old English way of saying birth pangs. We now are in the time of Israel's birth pangs as Dr. Messiah Yeshua Jesus is the great physician, the greatest physician, is bringing Israel to spiritual birth. And then there will be birth a messianic age. It can't be long before he's coming for us in the rapture. And the rapture is being attacked even in the church like never before. What will you do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch, therefore. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to see these things for what they are. 
and I'm not going to let anything or anybody stop me watching for my Savior, Jesus. I'm so excited because our Watch Therefore program and message is spreading and expanding. I'm not surprised, but I'm very thankful that our Lord Jesus is making the way for our program to go into over 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And I want to say to our prayer and financial partners, thank you. Thank you for partnering with Watch Therefore. Now, we have our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, that stand under the umbrella of our Watch Therefore ministry. And with Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more here in the promised land. And then we have our ministry poured out for the nations. I've been in many African countries and many other places in the earth with the gospel, making disciples, pastors, conferences, helping orphans, and so much more. The Watch Therefore message is so urgent for this hour because it shakes the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and presents the real and legitimate urgency to the lost. You don't have much time. Pray and receive Jesus as Lord today. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to go through the tribulation. You don't want to go to hell. And God doesn't want you to. Watch therefore, be ready, receive Jesus as Lord today and get ready for him to come for us in the clouds. Now, I want to say some things to our partners and about partnership with our ministry. First, let me say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please do not send any money into this program or into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest today and even pray and receive Jesus as Lord. And for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again, Jesus is your Savior, and you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. We would ask you to prayerfully consider Watch Therefore, our program and our ministry. And so I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers as he has been. And again, thank you, as he has been. Viewers who want to prayerfully and financially partner with this ministry and kingdom work. We would suggest that you sign up for our monthly newsletter there's information there on your screen. And what that will do is help you with prayer points uh, if you want to join in prayer partnership. And also, it will show you what you're financially sowing into as well. The Watch Therm 4 message is so important. And as we like to close every segment of our program, we say watch therefore and be ready. So many are tragically missing the signs that Messiah Jesus warned about that are leaping off the pages of the Bible regarding this generation. There's never been one like it, nor will there ever be again. And while so many, even those who profess the name of Jesus, are overwhelmed and heartbroken and crushed in this generation, it doesn't have to happen to you. Because not only can we make it through this generation, but we can have great kingdom success. The Lord gives us a way forward, and in my book, Watch therefore and be ready. I lay all these things out, how to know 
that we know what this generation is and how to have kingdom success through it. Now, we want everyone to be able to get my book, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you can get the book. Make sure you write Watch Therefore and Be Ready in the notes section of your check and online giving. Remember, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in our teaching in the book of Colossians. And we're going to segue over to something else first. We're going to make a detour in 1 Samuel to, to, to take a look at an aspect of something I teach about a lot on the program. I teach about covenant, the Lord's promises to His people. Well, there's an aspect of covenant that will help us understand what Paul is teaching the Colossians in chapter 3 that we're going to look at today. So think of King Saul had a son named Jonathan, and Jonathan loved David, who would be the king after Saul, the king of Israel. And so Jonathan and David cut or make a covenant. The word made and made a covenant in that terminology is the Hebrew word cut. They would cut a covenant. They would sacrifice an animal and make a covenant based upon the blood of the sacrifice of the animal. That's how serious this was. And so we pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. And so when they would make a covenant and they would point at the sacrifice animal and, and its blood and they would make promises to one another and they would, in this case, put off their robes and exchange them and put off their weapons belt and exchange them and their armor. What were they doing? They were exchanging each other's identity. They were becoming identified with one another through and in covenant so closely that this would have meant things like, your friends are my friends and your enemies are my enemies. They have exchanged their weapons belt that says, if someone comes against you, they come against me. That kind of thing. All right. Now, think about that when we look at Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to pick up in verse 8. But you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. So anger is an inward expression or an inward feeling, a burning in the heart against someone that is expressed through wrath, outward expressions and malice. Malice is an intention to harm someone. Blasphemy, we're to put this off. Blasphemy, talking and saying things in the name of the Lord or speaking the name of the Lord in anything less than reverence to Him. Oh, blasphemy is as common as the word and, the, or but today. So we don't want to be blasphemous. Filthy language, profanity, we're to put these out of our mouth. And he says in verse 9, of Colossians 3, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. 
We're to put off the old man. The old man pertains to that which controlled us to sin and provoked us to sin. We had no control over our thoughts and our mind and our actions but to live in sin before we receive Jesus as Lord. And it says in verse 10, and we have put on, you see, put off, put on, put off, put on. We have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We have the mind of Christ now. And when he says to put on the new man who's renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him, it also reminds me, of Romans chapter 12, where Messiah Jesus has given this ability to not be conformed to this world. Paul says it this way, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. We have this new man, this new resurrected life in Messiah Jesus. We can live as we put off the old and put on the new. And in verse 11, he says, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Hallelujah. So we see here that everyone in the whole world needs to be saved by Messiah Jesus the same way. He is our only hope. He died on the cross for our sins and rose again. And whoever it is from wherever they come in the world, they need Him. We need Him. And when we have Him, we have all we need. Such a hinge verse in life. Christ is all in all. And, and, and so, if we, if we walk in Messiah Jesus, as we put off the old and put on our Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. We then walk in great kingdom success and can accomplish that for which the Lord has called us to be here. Now, I've got to, sadly and unfortunately, I share with you a way this verse 11 is being misused. It's being misused in that there are some who say that God is through with the Jews. He's through with the nation of Israel. All of that is made irrelevant because this verse right here tells us so. They say there's no longer any significance to being a Jew um, because of this verse. And that um, their Bible prophecy, God's through, it says Israel, it says right here, there's neither uh, Greek nor Jew, right? Well, no. no listen, look at a cross-reference in, in Galatians 3.28. He says something similar. Uh, he says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Here's a question I have. Is there still a difference between male and female? Well, as much as the world and the mainstream media, and a lot of people would like you to think that there isn't, that there's no uh, significance to the genders, there still is. There still is. He's not saying here there's, there's no difference in the roles that we serve. Is there a difference between the role of a wife and a husband? Certainly there are. We see that in the Scriptures, right? But both are co-heirs, joint heirs in the kingdom of God and have an eternal inheritance. One is not higher than the other. Uh, because they're male or female in the eternal plans and purposes of the Lord in the kingdom of God. But here, during this time while on earth, there is a significance, there is a difference in roles, and the same is true for Israel. God is not through with Israel. He still has prophetic plans and purposes for Israel. But in the body of Messiah, Jew and Gentile are one new man. Hallelujah. 
And, and so there's the balance of these things. And, and like I said, it's sad that I have to bring that caveat to you, but it, it's, it's important to know. And then he continues on in verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So he tells us to put off and put on. Put off and put on. Put off the things of the flesh and the world and the devil and put on the things that pertain to Messiah Jesus. Love your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love our Father in heaven, the Son, Messiah Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, love the Lord with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Walk in the ways of the Lord by putting off and putting on. What does this have to do with covenant and the things we talked about in 1 Samuel? Remember, one would take off and give to the other, and the other would take off and give to the first. You see the exchange there? Here's how it fits perfectly. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Bible teaches that He, our Father in heaven, made Him, Messiah Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in Messiah Jesus. So think of this. On the cross, Messiah Jesus puts off His righteousness. Yes. And we put off our wickedness and our sin and we put it on Messiah Jesus on the cross. And the righteousness of God that Messiah Jesus puts off on the cross, he puts on us. Hallelujah. Put on, put off. He put off his righteousness and put it on us. We put off our sin and put it on Jesus on the cross. And we put on his righteousness. Hallelujah. Put off the, righteous, the unrighteousness and put on the righteousness of Jesus every day. Every day. It's a one-time event. We're saved by Messiah Jesus when we believe He died on the cross for our sins and rose again. We give our lives to Him. We begin to turn away from our sins. He sends His Holy Spirit to live in us and saves us. But every day, we need to remember to put off the old and put on the new. Put off the old and put on the new and walk in the love of the Lord. You can cry out to him today to save you, even now for the first time. Jesus, save me, I'm a sinner. Forgive me, I need the righteousness of God. Will you take my sin from me and give me God's righteousness? And if you're doing that, there's information on your screen there. Contact us, we'll send you a brochure. Oh, please contact us and let us know. We'll send you a brochure to help you begin your new walk in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And Father, for all of our viewers today, Help us to remember these things we've seen in your word to put off the old and put on the new, even today. Amen. In Messiah Jesus' name, remember to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R 
I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-